we are Jamika and Meshach Ramnat from the family travel blog, Got the Travel Bug Too. Welcome to our podcast, Trips and Travel Tales, where we discuss travel hacks, tell entertaining and inspiring stories, and provide useful information about places we've traveled to. Thanks for tuning in. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about tips on ways to save money. And you might even return from your trip with a little bit of extra cash in your wallet. There is nothing more exhilarating than booking and planning a trip. Even though Meshach probably disagrees with me because I'm really super excited about trip planning. <laughs> when, when she plans trips, normally she has to present me with proposals. And her proposal has to show me the itinerary, the amount it would cost, the amount of days, and I evaluate everything to see if it's actually worth going on a trip. Yes, and for the most part, whenever I I call them trip proposals, because it's it's practically like a, a a spreadsheet or something of how much is the flight gonna cost, how much will the hotel cost, how much is the food gonna cost on a daily basis. I put all that information together, and I present it to him, and he. Most of the time, shoots it down a few times until <laughs> I come back and it's cheaper than what it originally started with. And then he's like, okay, we'll go on this trip. I'm currently trying to do this for Portugal, but I don't know if Portugal is going to happen for spring break. That would be nice. I'd like to go there. Yeah, so I guarantee you each one <laughs> of our trip itineraries or proposals probably got shut down at least 10 times before we finalize and I approved the budget for it. Besides planning and booking a trip, obviously, once you get there, you need to basically stick to your set budget. So that's when our wallet-friendly trip tips will come in on today's episode. So what, what do you think would be the best time to travel? Um, I think it definitely off-season travel because it's usually less touristy and it's cheaper for the flight and for the hotel. And um, off-season travel, what I mean by that is um, mainly the summertime. Like summer months is considered peak travel because obviously that's where kids are out of school. Or if you're in school yourself, you're going to be out of school on summer vacation. So naturally, you know, airlines and hotels are going to jack up the prices like three times higher than what they would any other time of the year because they know, hey... This is a time of the year when all the tourists from all around the world are going to come and see us, so they want to make some money. So I have to assume that off-peak season is not the same for every destination, because I would think that maybe in the colder times of the year, you would travel to a tropical place. So I guess it depends on your destination. So tropical places might have a different off-peak season versus a non-tropical place. Uh, That's true. Well, well, where would we be able to find that information? Do we just look at a travel history for that area to see when people love to travel to that? Well, a lot of times um, the tourism boards will put that information out for the, the travelers. Like if you want to go to the Bahamas and you go on their tourism website, they have information on there that says, hey, here's the best times that you should come here. And they even tell you about the weather, like... If you come here during this time, you're going to get a lot of rain. If you come here during this time, it's going to be very dry and hot or whatever. Like, you just have to basically 
Google it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google it. I've got to tell you, the tourism boards have been really great. We've worked with several tourism boards before, and uh, the people that work there, they have so much information. So it'd be great to get in touch with them before you actually travel to that destination. They would be able to help you out with like these little tips that would make your stay so much more enjoyable. You can ask them about public transportation, although you can look on their website for that too. They're just so full of information when you travel to a destination. So be sure to check out the tourism board for that destination. Yes, and also um, going back to off-season travel, I know for a fact as far as Europe travel, um, off-season is typically April to mid-June and September till like October. And I mean, those are the times of the year where the weather will still be pretty nice and you're not going to be in a throng of a bunch of tourists and stuff like you would during the summertime. But if you want to go really, really, really cheap, get some really good deals on flights and hotels in Europe, November through March. You know, it's usually really cold most of the time. I don't know the weather might not be that great, but you're going to save a ton of money compared to the rest of the time of the year if you go during a lower season. Yeah, so now that's for European travel. Now, just remember, uh, you do have those holidays in between Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. A lot yes. of people like to travel. So that does fall in the low season time, but those dates around that time period of the holidays, they're pretty high. So keep that in mind when you want to travel. We can't really do that much off-season travel because we are on a school schedule. So it looks like we're going to be joining the rest of the world when they do their peak season travel because the only times that we're really going to be able to go anywhere now is, you know, spring break or um summer months basically <laughs> yeah so. all, all good things do come to an end so for all of you out there who are not tied into a school schedule or restrictive schedule please do travel in off season speaking of another way yeah tell we we do know when you travel places yes there are tour groups and they can help you get around but there are a lot of free activities once again check with the tourism board or just even Google free activities for that destination. I know Jamaica does that a lot because that helps reduce our budget when we travel. Yes, and what we like to do, we take free walking tours because for the most part, um, going back to Google, you can actually find free walking tours if it's a popular destination. Um, you can find walking tours for free. I mean, mind you, you most of the time you're going to obviously tip the guide a yes few please dollars. do remember tip your tour guide because they're giving you this free tour they're taking their time out of the day to give a group of people a tour of the city so you can go explore on your own so please do remember to tip your tour guides yes and we definitely recommend doing a walking tour before we go sightseeing because this will not only familiarize yourself with the layout of the city center but your tour guide can give you an inside scoop on where the locals like to eat, background information about the sites that you may not have known before you got to the city that you're visiting. Um, for example, when we went to Montreal, we had our tour guide. His name was Mark from, I, I think, Montreal Walking Tours. That's the name of it. Um, we took a tour with him and... We had no idea that Montreal had a piece of the Berlin Wall in it. 
actual piece, not a replica. Yeah, it, it was pretty awesome to stand beside this piece of wall. It's part of the Berlin Wall that was donated to Montreal in 1992, and it's available for viewing at the Montreal Underground. Had we not been with this tour guide, it just looks like something like a piece of architecture that are planted in the middle of the Montreal Underground. Had we not known it was Berlin Wall, we would have just looked at it and said, oh, wow, nice art. But it was an actual piece of the Berlin Wall. And also, don't forget, Britain chips. We were really <laughs> hungry by the we're, end of the tour. Really good fried, <laughs> deep fried foods, I would say. <laughs> yes. Our guide, he pointed us in that direction. Um, he's like, hey, try Britain chips. You, you like their fish and chips there. It was really good. I liked it. Yeah, and they, I believe Britain Chips actually has a home-brewed beer. I uh, think so. Yeah, I, I had that with my meal. It was pretty good. Not just because it's free, but because you'll learn a lot, and you'll probably even meet other tourists in the group, too, that you, know, you can interact with or might even become friends with for the rest of the trip. Yeah, another thing, sometimes these cities have uh, activities and little concerts. I would say Montreal, we had no idea that there was a music festival. Yes, the was it the yeah, International the, Jazz Festival? Yeah, the, it was it, huge. It was a huge festival. And the hotel that we stayed at was right behind the festival. Now, yes, it was loud and we heard music at night while we were sleeping. But interestingly enough, we were able to go to the jazz festival. It was free. We just walked through. And well, I'm not sure. I I think certain parts of it, there was like admission or something. But but I remember we were just like walking yeah. through and we were able to see a bunch of the, the acts. And yeah, because so our hotel was like right at the barriers of this jazz festival. We just walked out, went to the square and they let us walk right into the, the festival. Well, let's talk about uh, hotels and amenities. Uh, that's another way we save money. We always look for amenities included in our hotel stay. I'm not saying to go pay an arm and a leg for a hotel because it includes breakfast and Wi-Fi, but within a reasonable rate, some hotels do include breakfast and Wi-Fi, and that's a key feature that we look for in hotels. We're always using the Wi-Fi for posting photos, yes. updating stuff on our website, our social media account. But free breakfast, you're staying there, walk down to the dining room and have a free breakfast. It's already included. Uh, that's one less meal we have to pay for. Yeah, it definitely helps out too, especially if you you know you have like a lot of sightseeing to do that day. Then it's easy to just know that you've got breakfast right there. So you just <laughs> go down to the dining room and eat and head out for the day and all you have to do is worry about lunch and dinner basically so you're paying for two meals a day instead of three meals a day yeah and another thing with the breakfast i remember when we were in italy we could not stay for breakfast or stay long for breakfast because we always had a train to catch the staff at the restaurants they were really nice they actually gave us go bags whatever we didn't finish for breakfast they actually had the muffins and the danishes and stuff we had that to go um that, that was really nice so yeah. Just keep that in mind. Also, another thing that can help save money on your trip is taking public transportation. So, we have always, well, maybe 97% of the time, took public transportation. 
somehow, once again, I don't do this homework. Jamaica does. (laughs) (laughs) She has to find what bus we have to take. A lot of places has pass. They call them tourist pass. Or Or metro passes or the... They call it all kinds of different things. It's like a it's a pass that gets you on every form of public transportation. Like when we were in Ireland, um, we got a a pass, and it included the tram, the bus, um, the train. Yeah, it, the not, it was it, it was a regional train, right? The yeah, it, it was it was like an inner city train. Yeah, the inner city train was included in it also, which was amazing. When we went to Italy, we wanted to see a lot of other cities other than just staying in Rome. So we got something called a URL pass. The URL pass was only for tourists. Locals cannot buy this pass. Uh, so we bought the pass, and what it did, it allowed us to travel on the trains to different cities, and all we had to pay was a reservation fee for the seats. Now, I would say we probably saved about 75% of the cost if you were to just go on the trains themselves and buy the tickets. This pass covered us for five days, was it? Yeah, five days. Going back to the the local public transportation, like the metro bus passes, um, if you think that you're only going to use public transportation like a few times, like four or five times throughout the entire trip, then maybe the those passes aren't going to be good for you. You actually spend more money than you need. So for you know situations like that, I suggest just paying per ride instead of buying a pass. A lot of airports in major cities will offer an airport bus, um, and we've been doing that a lot over the recent trips that we've taken where instead of calling a taxi or a private transfer service to our hotel and from our hotel back to the airport at the end of the trip, we use the airport bus because it's usually just a few dollars per person and you it takes you, for the most part, into the city center close to what your hotel. They're really good, it seems like, at where to do these airport bus drop-offs where you don't have to go too far to get to your hotel if you're staying within the city center. So I will look into that too. Like if you're visiting a place and you don't want to spend so much money on transfer to the from the airport or, you know, back to the airport, look into the airport bus. Another thing, traveling with kids. We traveled to Ireland with Tristan. We took the public transportation. We did travel light. I believe it was a backpack and suitcase per person. We were able to maneuver that public transportation pretty easily, even with Tristan. He was five years old. Yep. Yeah, he was five years old. Now, he's a champ. Tristan is a traveler. He's proven himself. He proved himself in Ireland that he is ready for travel. So it was pretty easy to maneuver ourselves. Like I said, we travel light. Uh, If you're packing five suitcases and you have to maneuver that by yourself, you might want some help. (laughs) <laughs> Take somebody else with you. It also saves you money by just bringing a carry-on because a lot of the times, if you have a carry-on, you don't have to worry about luggage fees. No, you don't. Um, most international flights do include a free luggage, a free check luggage. So we sometimes do a check luggage. I also know that a lot of people, they they mention like Uber, taking an Uber. We've never used Uber before. And even so, I still think that like, Public transportation, for the most part, is probably the best way to go. 
I think, my opinion. Yeah, I don't, I have nothing against Uber. I've never tried Uber, so I have nothing bad to say about Uber. I just don't, we've never done it. Yeah, we never we're did never Airbnb it. or Uber, any of that stuff. I guess we're old-fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> and old-fashioned is not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> now, I would say something. We normally walk around with printed maps, itineraries for that day. And on these little Google Maps that we print out, it would show you what bus you need to take, what time you need to be there. A lot of these things are, are available online. Once again, that's why we choose hotels with Wi-Fi because we can pull these up and readily look at it. One thing that we did not do, and we may start doing it, when you go to a, another country, you can buy the, the SIMS card. That SIMS card would give you data service in that country. You just pop it in your phone and you can pull it up. Uh, we found ourselves several times asking the locals. Now, we love <laughs> talking to locals. And we have no problem with it. And we will continue to talk to locals and ask them for directions and advice. But most of the times when we ask them uh, how to get somewhere and they don't know, they whip out their phones. Yes, they do. <laughs> and they're on Google. <laughs> that happened a lot in Dublin. Yeah, a whole like, lot in Dublin. Oh, I'll just pull up on Google, Google Maps. Yes. So they would hand us their phones and we would type in where we want to <laughs> go and we find out where we need to be and they would... Tell us, have a nice day. Uh, here you go. But just know, still, locals know best. Um, they will also help you save money, too, because they know all the best places to eat, where to shop, and things to see that are often away from expensive touristy areas. When we were in Montreal, I remember we sat at this restaurant, and it was uh, $45 per meal. Oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous. We sat at this restaurant, and the waiter... The waiter was, I forgot what the waiter asked me, but I in turn asked the waiter, how do you, how do people survive here? No, what, I remember that. <laughs> how do people survive here with the meals this high? And that, that person told me, they said, we don't eat here. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. They said, we don't eat here. So, of course, that spiked my curiosity. It's like, of course, well, I can imagine that, but... Where can we eat? Um, of course, we still ate there. It was our last day, and we had... Splurge. Yeah, we splurged because of our budgeting. We ended up with a lot of cash at the end of our trip, and it was our last day, and we were going to bring back all of this money. And so we decided this last meal, we're going to eat there. Um, and we found out from the waiter that <laughs> they don't eat there. Nope. So always ask, your, ask the locals, where would you eat? Not where is the best place for me to eat, as in where would you eat. That's right. Definitely try to get out and explore the local neighborhoods if you can. And if you need help, you can always just ask the local. Um, 100% of the time, they will help you and point you in the right direction. Speaking of that, how many times have we traveled and came back with extra money? Every single time. Every and, single time. And that's why even like when we do our like last dinner of the trip splurge, because we tend to do that since we have so much extra cash left over, like, you know, we're going to treat ourselves. And we still even so come back home with cash, more money. <laughs> yeah, so budgeting is always good. Be diligent about how you spend your money. There you go. Now you know how we save money during our trips. But before we go, I think it's time for... What's, What's that, that phrase? phrase?
Meshach, it's your turn this week. What's that phrase? Quanto cuesta. What does quanto cuesta mean? How much is it in Spanish? How much is it? Always ask how much is it? How much does it cost? It, it, it means how much is it and how much does it cost? So that's your phrase for the week. Yes, you will be asking how much is it or how much does it cost a lot when you're traveling. And that's how you save money. Okay, so here's a quick question for our listeners. How do you save money on your trips? Send us an email to hello at gotthetravelbug2.com. Well, thanks for joining us again, you guys. Happy travels. Bye. You can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. Check out our website, gotthetravelbug2.com, where you can find links to our social media accounts, more travel tips, and stories. Or send us an email to hello at gotthetravelbug2.com.